Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In this episode, we look at how to navigate trauma. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are looking at trauma. One of the universal truths we live with is that death is inevitable. It's a truth we maybe try to avoid, we ignore, we delay, or we just try to forget. However, when we have to confront it firsthand, there really is no escape. Today's episode looks not at our broader experiences of loved ones passing away, but specifically at the trauma we experience when a loved one is lost suddenly through circumstances beyond our control. The trauma we're focused on is the state of shock we experience when we have that knock at the door or that phone call that shifts the reality that once existed only moments before. The trauma that freezes our world where all of a sudden, we feel like we're moving through molasses. The normal world continues to move in its usual rhythm, but our own is moving in a warped, slow-motion pace of its own. Shock is disruptive. It breaks what once existed. Like a smashed bowl, our fragmented self is scattered across the kitchen floor. The bowl that formerly existed, it can't ever really be remade or repaired and be exactly the same. The cracks the shock has created will always be there. Marks on the surface with their own internal story to tell. The challenge is in how we continue to use the bowl for the same purpose once broken. Like a repaired bowl, how do we find our own purpose and normalcy after the shock experienced, after we've dealt with that grief? So this is going to be a really important episode. I want to give a shout out to the writer of today's episode, Lisa Hagen. She is doing a phenomenal job. And after going through this episode, I really feel it's something that we need to be talking more about. But before we jump into it, support for this episode comes from Bright Sellers. Bright Sellers is the wine subscription service that helps you find wines you love. Their goal is to make wine more accessible. So if you're new to wine, they can help you find the perfect place to start. And if you're experienced, they can challenge your taste buds and introduce you to some new things. Rachel and I sat down a few weeks ago and took their seven-question quiz. Honestly, it was a fun activity to do together. And a few days later, there was a beautifully packaged box of six wines right on our doorstep. 
Each Bright Cellars box includes wine education cards that talk about the region of each wine, tasting notes, serving temperatures, food pairings, and so much more. And we've gone through four bottles so far, and I've literally been in love with every single one of them. Seriously, not a single bottle has disappointed so far. So help support this podcast by supporting Bright Cellars. The best way to do that? Start by taking their quick 30-second quiz. Head over to brightsellers.com slash tinyleaps and get started now. And Bright Sellers is actually doing something really cool. They've agreed to give you 50% off your first six-bottle order. That's 50% off your first six-bottle order. Go to brightsellers.com slash tinyleaps. That's brightsellers, spelled C-E-L-L-A-R-S brightsellers.com slash tiny leaps you can take their seven question quiz to get your wine matches and receive 50 percent off your first six bottle order all right so we need to first understand how our minds process trauma our body's initial response in shock is a rush of adrenaline which prompts the memory of the event to be imprinted in the amygdala As part of our limbic system, this means that our connection with the event is in how emotionally intense it is. It's not possible for our brains to remember the event without producing a physiological response. Our bodies are branded with our emotional interpretation of that event. It's this step outside logical processing that makes trauma a challenging path to navigate. BioBeats is a company dedicated to diagnosing and treating mental health disorders. Their summary of the trauma response is that it, quote, can cause our memory processing system to malfunction. The declarative memory system fails, so the traumatic memory isn't logged and stored properly. Instead, our supercomputer subverts to a simpler method of recording signals and encodes traumatic memories as pictures or body sensations. This is called dissociation. Memories are split into fragments. These remain embedded in the mind, impeding the brain's natural recovery process. End quote. Let's think about how this process of storing a traumatic memory works in reality. Our shock comes with a knock at the door and a policeman to tell us the news. Moments before, we were just sat down to dinner, a mundane, routine activity. But suddenly, that simple action holds new emotional associations. Like metaphorical shrapnel embedded in our mind, this mundane task or routine each day is suddenly overpowering. We can't experience it without being emotionally connected with that knock at the door. To process it beyond our emotions, we need to logically sequence the event and rationally experience what has happened. So how do we navigate this? How do we start to deal with and acknowledge trauma? Well, the solution, it may sound simple, but the strength to take that step isn't. It's vital, however, for us to accept the reality of what has happened. So first, we need to acknowledge the event. Speaking it aloud can bring the reality of the situation to the front of our minds. This is necessary to move forward. This can be as simple as saying what happened out loud in your bedroom. When the traumatic event remains unsaid, it's easier for us to dissociate from it. We need to make it real. That's the first place we need to start. Number two, allow yourself to feel. There's no right or wrong way to interpret trauma. However, blocking our feelings inside can paralyze our ability to move through the trauma. You may cry, you may shout, you may stay silent. 
you may carry on working. Each is a personal way of interpreting the trauma your brain, mind, and heart has experienced. Number three, find someone you trust to talk to. You need someone to listen to you, not necessarily a dialogue back and forth, but someone who will allow you to speak aloud your process, your experience, and your now. And number four, if you can't speak to someone, write it out. Use a journal and write it out in any form. This written process will similarly work as concrete acknowledgement of the trauma you're experiencing. Now, one of these final steps, it's key. It not only gives a voice to what happened, but it also affirms your reaction to it. Once this is spoken, you can begin the process of journeying through the exposed trauma. By declaring the event, we don't separate it from the emotion, but we place it in the realm of logic and reality. It becomes a concrete, factual event that has taken its place in our normal day-to-day. How we reconcile this emotional peace within our state of norm is a challenge we'll discuss in the next episode of this series. So I want to pause here for a moment. Again, shout out the writer of this episode, Lisa Hagen. She is crushing it in her episode. She is actually doing a three-part series on grief and trauma. And we're going to be airing that here on the show. So make sure you keep an eye out for part two, which will be coming next week. Now, before I close out this episode, I just want to share a little bit of my own experience with trauma and grief and just a little bit of how I processed it. Now, my goal here isn't to give any further advice. I think the episode covered a lot of that. But I remember when I was first going through the grief of losing my father uh, back in 2017, I felt like I was doing it wrong. I felt like because I wasn't breaking down at the time, I, I was still working. I worked literally the night that I found out. I was at my mom's house. I, I went up from the city. I was with my whole family. We're figuring out what to do. And I, I took a sales call that same night. And I always think back to that because for a long time, I looked at that moment and I, I thought to myself, wow, and, and a quick language warning here if there are any kids in the room. Um, might want to cover their ears, but I thought to myself, wow, I'm a piece of shit. How dare I work? How dare I find enjoyment when I just found out that my father passed away, a father that I had a phenomenal relationship with, a father that I, I was very close with. How dare I? And it's only been in the last maybe year, year and a half, that I've come to recognize that everyone's process is different. Everyone deals with grief and loss and pain differently. And just because you're not reacting how you think other people think you should be reacting doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. If you're going through trauma right now, if you're going through grief as so many people in the world are, However you are acting, however you are reacting, however you are feeling is okay. Whatever it is you're going through is okay because this is a deeply, deeply personal experience. It's one that 
you already have enough to deal with. Don't place additional guilt on top of that. That's only going to delay your process and your healing. So again, I'm not trying to teach anything here. I think that the episode itself did a phenomenal job at that. But I do think we need to acknowledge the, the personalized process that grief and trauma is. And if I'm hoping to gain anything from sharing all of this, it's that someone out there who is, is going through something or who, God forbid, will have to go through something in the near future can recognize that those feelings of still wanting to be productive, of still uh, 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 laughing, still finding joy, that's not wrong. That's not something to feel guilty about. It's not something you should uh, feel bad about. That's just how you need to process, and that's just how I needed to process. So with all of that said, thank you so much for tuning in today. If you are going through anything right now, I encourage you to find somebody in your life that you trust, that you can reach out to, that you can speak to, and just let them know, hey, I don't necessarily want to back and forth. I don't necessarily want advice. I just want to share what's going on for me. And hopefully they'll give you that space. I've been Greg Clunas. Big shout out again to Lisa Hagen for writing today's episode. If you want to connect with her, the link to her Instagram is in the description of this episode, as well as the links to the socials for this podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Tiny Leaps or on Twitter at Tiny Leaps. And before I go, I do want to encourage you to check out today's sponsor, Bright Sellers. I've really, really enjoyed their wines. I'm actually about to place another order. Uh, this is one of those brands that I really, truly stand behind. And if you are a wine lover, I know for a fact you're going to love it. So head over to brightsellers.com slash tiny leaps, get 50% off your first six bottle order. Thank you again. Enjoy the rest of your day. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.